2: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's Country Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
6: Hello and welcome. It's our number one. Our number one of the podcast. And we do a deep dive on the NFL trade deadline. Now, I anticipate... You know what happens when you anticipate? or you assume, Uh, I anticipated we'd have some big trades. We did not. The NFL trade deadline was a dud, right? It was a dud. And the team that is the biggest loser of losers not making a trade, that would be the Green Bay Packers. And I will explain to you why that is, the missed opportunity yet again by the executives at Lambeau Field. That and more coming up here in our number one. It could have been perfect. It should have been perfect. It was not. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond as we bloviate The overnight hours away on the vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from inside the magic radio box, also known as the Geico FSR. Studios, we do thank you for hanging out with us, and we'll keep you company all night long on the overnight. So we had grandiose plans, grandiose plans, if you were listening to a previous episode, to come into the magic radio box and to break down at least three trades, right? The horse trading in football, this was the cutoff point, the deadline for the transaction. And the 2020 trade deadline has now come and gone. Tremendous planning by the NFL. It was a little election that was going on and still going on uh, on Tuesday. But that was the trade deadline day, and I played the optimistic Benny Brightside. The most optimistic person in sports radio, Benny Brightside. And so I was like, hey, I I imagined at the bare minimum we were going to get at least three household name players, name brand players, flipping teams. Now, if you didn't keep track, and you probably didn't, there were other things going on, the 2020 NFL trade deadline provided – Close to radio silence. Now, if you've ever worked in radio, the only thing you really have to do is keep the VU meter moving. That's all we have is audio. We don't have anything else. This was a dead air situation. Now, there were a couple of trades, but for our purposes, this was inactivity personified the NFL trade down line. And considering that there were no big-name players that went from Team A to Team B, all quiet on the Western Front. There is nothing for us to chew on other than some nobodies who were flipped for seventh-round picks and guys that don't figure to be difference makers. So instead, we are left with scraps, and we have to make chicken salad out of chicken crap. And so we're going to attempt to do that, and rather... Then focus on what didn't happen. Let's focus on who didn't do anything that should have done something. The team that has the most egg on their face. Now, you can point fingers at some of the bad teams that could have gotten extra draft picks by moving players around. But there's only one team that clearly is wearing the dunce cap at the trade deadline, not making a deal. And you know who's wearing the dunce cap? I'm pointing at... The Green Bay Packers. All right? Now, you could say just a wide receiver alone, uh, that would have improved the roster for the stretch run. But the cheese curds tapped out. And there's some controversy around this. There were conflicting reports that some in the Packer organization were like, let's go for it. Come on, let's make a deal. We got a deal. Let's make a trade. Now, Matt LaFleur, Green Bay's coach, disagreeing with that notion and he tried to poo-poo the reports of strife in the Packer front office that the higher-ups in the organization were split on whether or not to give up a draft pick and a couple of draft picks to get a receiver for the home stretch. So they didn't do it, but Lafleur says, "Not nothing to see here, we're all good. Yeah, right. Like he was going to admit. Like he would have come out and say, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, half the guys wanted to make a trade, half the guys didn't. I mean, we pretty much played tiddlywinks in the, uh, in the team meetings that we flipped coins to decide what we were going to do. Uh, so what did you expect him to say? But let us discuss how concerned how concerned should Green Bay fans be with more trade apathy from the Packers. So on the Maller scale of frustration, I'm going to dust that off, the Maller scale of frustration, 1 to 10, with 10 being the most frustrated you can possibly be, you're at your wits end, you're about to have a coronary, the Packers get a seven on the Mallard scale of frustration. That's a very intense level of frustration. So I've got rabbits, dividends, and landscape, and we will combine all these things together. Now, A, let me start by saying I have no skin in the game when it comes to Green Bay. I am an independent observer. The only even mild connection I have to the Packers is my brother lives just across the way in Appleton, Wisconsin. But I haven't been to hang out with him uh, in in a while. And the way things are going probably won't go anytime soon. Uh, so that's all the that only mild connection. My brother's not even a Packer fan. He happens to live like just down the street from Lambeau Field a few miles. Uh, but here's how I see this for Green Bay. It was 3rd and 35, right? 3rd and 35 for Green Bay. Time running down. Fourth quarter. You make the call. So do you lob a Hail Mary? You might not get it, but you throw it down to the end zone, try to get a touchdown. Or do you do what Green Bay decided to do and run a draw play right up the gut and then punt the ball away and try to fight another day? This is, say it with me now, boondoggle. This is a boondoggle situation. And It is standard operating procedure. I realize this, even though I am not a Packer apologist. That's how the cheeseheads roll. That's how they always roll. They always play the small market card. We just can't make any trades. Oh, boo-hoo-hoo. They always always have an excuse that, you know, sleepy Green Bay, they can't do anything, and they play it close to the vest. It's the almighty draft pick, so they can draft another backup quarterback, a backup running back, a backup tight end, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But when you peruse the depth chart, you see a hole in one area the size of Lake Michigan. Now, this could have been taken care of in the draft. It was not. It could have been taken care of in an off-season transaction. It was not. You have Devontae Adams, a party of one, at the wide-out position, the only one worth their salt. And then you have uh, a hodgepodge of Darius Shepard and Malik Taylor and Marquez Valdez scantling, which are not going to wake up the echoes of... James Lofton and Sterling Sharp and the great Packers of the past. Now, unless those guys outperform their skill level, the Packers are at a competitive disadvantage in big games. Now, if I was in charge, and I should be in charge, I don't know why I haven't been hired to run Green Bay, I would have gone big. I would have attempted to poach the biggest name I could have conceivably gotten. I would have swung for the fences. Right? Swung for the fences. I'm talking about Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons. Just call him up. See what you can do. Right, See if there's a chance. There's there's always an opportunity. Take a swing at Keenan Allen of the Chargers. The Chargers suck again. See if Keenan Allen would be available and Green Bay could give up some draft picks. The Chargers would certainly take those draft picks because so they suck again. See if you can grab Terry McLaren, who's been a very productive player on a, a crap Washington team. See if you can get him. Right, And if those doors close, then you settle for plan B, and plan B would be my guy, Golden Tate of the Giants. Uh, I would make a deal for him. Or maybe Brandon Cooks or Will Fuller. Those wouldn't excite me all that much, but they're better than what you currently have. That would be a roster upgrade if Green Bay had made a trade for any of those players. Any of those players would have strengthened the position. Uh, I also have improved... On defense, if you can't get an offensive player, try to get another defensive guy. Green Bay's front office—you know what the problem is—they're always filled with rabbits, right? Rabbits are timid and fearful, and that's how Green Bay's front office. No matter who it is, they've changed GMs over the years. My entire life, it's been the same thing with the Packers at the trade deadline. Oh, we just can't do anything at all. It's worth noting. Uh, believe, I, I believe that there, there is no, nowhere to go. Right, That's how they look at it anyway. They're like, oh, we can't do anything. It's too hard. So they end up doing nothing. I right? end up doing nothing. Now, part B of this, Aaron Rodgers, this is the main reason this is r- ridiculous, right? And uh, Fugazi, that they didn't make a trade. Aaron Rodgers, not getting any younger. At some point, Aaron Rodgers' productivity is going to go down, 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 down. It is inevitable. It is a guarantee. You only have so many bullets in the chamber, so many opportunities of Aaron Rodgers producing at a high level to get to another Super Bowl. We know you can get to the NFC Championship game without making a big move, but what about the Super Bowl? And whether you like it or not, the train is going down the tracks on Aaron Rodgers' career, and he's entering the twilight of his career before you know it. There's no margin for error right now with this current Packer, receiving core, and you certainly cannot assume the position that Rodgers is just going to continue to tear it up way into his 40s, and Tom Brady is, and Drew Brees is not quite as much, but he's still hanging out. Those guys are the exception to the rule. Adding another playmaker would have been good for team morale. It would have let the league know where you stand, move the chips to the middle of the table, all that. Instead, they said, you know what? We're going to bet on status quo. We are going to bet on status quo. There's nothing sexy about that. There's nothing exciting about that. But that's what they do. And, and, and much like the, the junk stock options, which come available in a money grab every so often for the Packers. And I understand. I have friends of mine that own Green Bay Packers stock. Maybe you do. Uh, the Wall Street Journal did a story about Green Bay Packers stock. said it's the single worst stock you can purchase. It's cool. Like the novelty of it is totally cool. But from an actual financial standpoint, it is horrible. You can't trade it and you can't, you know, get, get any dividends. The only thing you get is a chance to attend a meeting, a get-together at Lambeau Field. You get invited to that uh, if you can make it. You have to pay your own expenses, of course. And much like the Packers, the way they run their team, you they can't make a trade, you know, nobody none of these deals make pay dividends because they don't make any. All right, last word here. So, as we put the bow on this, Green Bay has a good team. They are the number three seed as we are chatting here in the NFC right now. Now, that's not nothing. 5-2 and two is a good record. They play Thursday night. That should be a gimme against a banged-up uh, 49er team. So, that should get you to 6-2 and two, midway through your 16-game schedule, which is a good record. That's on pace to win 12 games. The main reason... The main reason that I'm at a seven on the Maller scale of frustration is the scenery. Right? Get your binoculars out there, and you look around the NFC countryside. All right? From side to side, you look around, and you're like, wait a minute. That landscape, there is no clear-cut front run. What are you going to say? Seattle, good offense, defense, oodles and noodles. Tampa Bay? Very talented. They've shown some brain farts at times. Lost to the Chicago Bears. How dominant could the Tampa Bay Buccaneers be? They lost to the Chicago Bears and Nick Foles. New Orleans. Not really impressed with New Orleans. Arizona? Please. Please. Come on. No defense. So the Packers have a path that would have been made much easier if they had gone turbo time and had a turbo tastic trade. They would have jumped ahead of the field. At least on a depth chart. And if they were in the other conference, I would say, okay, it's good to be lazy. If you're in the AFC, it would make more sense because the AFC is a two-horse race. Kansas City's out in front, even though they have the loss to the Raiders. Pittsburgh has that gaudy undefeated record, but you bet on the Chiefs if they played the Steelers straight up. And if it's Patrick Mahomes' world and everyone else is trying to get uh, you know, get to his particular point. Like Tennessee lost to the Bengals, right? We, we, were, I was excited for Tennessee. They were playing some good ball. These was the Bengals, and the Bengals had five offensive starters out. That is whew, embarrassing. And the Ravens, come on, Lamar Jackson is playing now like the guy we thought he was going to be. He somehow won an MVP award, but the league apparently has figured him out. The Ravens are thirty-first in passing. The only team more anemic than the Ravens at throwing the ball via the forward pass, that would be the Jets. And the Colts, another team in the AFC, they stumbled against Jacksonville. So, but this is about Green Bay. Listen, Green Bay did nothing, and now they got to hope that some of these flotsam and jetsam guys turn out to be good, and if they don't, then they'll get a they'll keep their draft picks. So, just look forward to the draft. And they'll draft other guys that won't play and rinse wash and repeat. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about any of that, it is all fair game here. You can join the conversation. Uh, If you would like, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And uh, we're not going to ignore the fact that the presidential election is going on here and will apparently continue for at least another day or two, it appears. Uh, There is no winner. So uh, pretty sure that you uh, do not turn to us for political commentary. Stay on Brian, my man. Stay on brand. Uh, so uh, we're here for the sports, and you can get your political stuff somewhere else. Yes? All right. Very good. I think you know where to go. Uh, whoever, whichever side you're on, you can find people that agree with you, and then you can watch them, and that's usually how that works. All right. Uh, straight ahead. An honest owner, not honest Abe, not honest Abe, an honest owner. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. That's a mandolin. Mandolin. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show
4: weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the
0: iHeartRadio app.
7: If you're a regular listener, you know the Ben Maller Show is unconventional sports talk. We dabble in the outlandish and bond with the freaks and geeks. Facebook's a digital playground for all of us. You can chat with other P1 friends of the show. It's painless, and you can cancel anytime. Just like our page, go to Facebook.com/slash Ben Maller Show. And now, live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben
6: Maller. The militia reacting to the monologue. The Burner account writes in and says, I-, I guess, Ben, have you ever been, or ever seen, rather, seen an organization with a future Hall of Famer that refuses to put talent around this guy? They must really hate Rodgers. What a bunch of mama Lukes. Rodgers will leave with his middle finger in the air everywhere, says uh, a minus. On the monologue, No Help writes in reacting to the Hey Mona that we play and says, that sounded like a ukulele Uh, to me. Well, I was told by the artist, the woman that performed that, she's a big fan of the show, that that was was not a ukulele. So it was a mandolin. Uh, But I did reach out to her. Her name's Ruth. And I said, hey, Ruth, can you give give the boys some more music? Because, uh, you know, we love that song. One of the surprise hits at the talent show during the early part of the pandemic. We did an emergency. There it is right there. Yeah.
7: Hey, Mona.
6: Yeah. A, hey, Mona. Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, the West Coast home of country music, says a scale of panic for the Packers at seven. Double that for me, Big Ben, Rod says. And he's a Packer fan. Packers never make a move at the deadline. Well, that part is true. I'm trying to think my entire life, have they ever made a move? And Since I've been in radio and paying attention closely, I don't remember. Maybe they have, and I just forgot about it. Now, Mark, the full-name guy, unfortunately got his new Obama phone, and he is regaling us with nasty messages on Twitter. He says, did you say much of anything aside from a cliche-filled filibuster spouting your bitter venom at one of the finest organizations in the NFL? What is the issue with Green Bay? Sleepy Green Bay, Mark, the full name guy says in his annoying voice. What an uninspired, unenlightened spiel you offer. And then he compared me to Nancy Pelosi. Well, thank you, Mark. I'm glad that you compared me uh, to a politician. Uh, That's very nice. Eugene's giving me updates on the Electoral College. Thank you, Eugene. I needed an update on that and uh, let's see here. Sly says it doesn't matter if it's college, electoral college, et cetera. Big Blue hasn't won in Ohio in any capacity. That's a shot at Jim Harbaugh. There you go. Look at Sly taking shots at Harbaugh and Michigan and tying it into the election. Uh, Very nice. The Real Martin says, Maller, my right hand is getting a workout, flipping channels, trying to make sense of the uh, election. I feel your pay. You can get Carpal Tunnel doing that, flipping the channels like that. Yeah. And I, I hate to tell you, spoiler alert, it's a lot of the same stuff on all the uh, all the channels. From what I hear, from what I hear, it's a lot of the same stuff. Let's go to the phones now. And cashing a golden ticket. We say hello. And we say hello to Tammy in Montana. i got a golden
8: ticket. i got a golden ticket. Hey, where are the white women at?
9: Montana Hey, uh, I wanted to thank Mr. Sunshine For the um, golden ticket I appreciate that Because I have to go to work real shortly And uh, I wanted to call So um, Anyway, Ben I wanted to uh, Comment on the Newbie night Um, It was great having the new callers I like to hear new voices And um, stuff like that Like uh, I loved Big Daddy's laugh um, the other night. He's got a great laugh, yeah. and you know, <laughs> no,
6: no, <laughs> he, like do, he does. I listen. It, it, it was not a radio show. It was an experience on newbie night. It really was. Uh, that's uh, yeah. it was. Uh, it was enjoyable. Listen, so we did some of those. They sucked. Uh, usually they're pretty good. We had a patch of bad ones, but yeah. I, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the, this last <laughs> one was pretty. Good.
9: They're newbies, they're newbies, you know. Um, uh, it's, it's nice to give them a chance to get in uh, because the rest of us, usually take up the lines so not um, usually
6: also- no 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 every line is jammed by <laughs> regulars pretty much every night it's a, if you can get through it's a miracle because i got i got that guy in ottawa who's on hold the entire show just dying to tell us what's <laughs> in his refrigerator uh you go, go down gordon. the list yeah gordon <laughs> in ottawa exactly uh he's always there at a moment now we have cleared out beer drinking brian because he had to go work the day shift so he's not Believe it. People are amazed. That. People are amazed that he works, uh, which is shocking. Um, but he's not able Functional to. Functional
9: alcoholic. That it happens be, all the time. <laughs>
6: that would apparently be true. I'm guessing his organs aren't functioning very well. But we hope he does well. We hope he gets He'll be back. Yes.
9: He'll be back. He'll be back. Also, um, it's Lenny's birthday. Lenny um, from Florida. The, How the hell do the you know keeper? it's
6: Lenny's birthday? What do you? I don't know it's Lenny's birthday. How are you aware it's Lenny's birthday? Because.
9: Well, when people mention their birthdays, I kind of write them down because it's nice to know and wish wow. them a happy birthday. Who? It's an important day.
6: All right, well, Lenny, the, the, the man who's at the Crip, the Crip Keeper there. Uh, the Crip Keeper, in, yeah. In, 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 in Miami, so, yeah.
9: One last thing. Can I ask Bill a question?
6: Oh, sure, absolutely. You want to ask Bill Belichick a question? Bill, uh, Bill's standing by. Go ahead.
9: Bill, I'm wondering when you... Tom Brady and a Subway Sandwich are going to make an adult film.
6: I guess I'll just
7: put it nicely and pass on the opportunity to get involved in talk radio. <laughs> All right. All
6: right, go, go to work, Tammy, Thanks, please. Thanks, Ben. All right, uh, <laughs> Thanks, thank ben. All right. Uh, have a good night at work. Uh, there she goes, Tammy in Montana working the late night also. So Jerry Jones... Very rarely, very rarely will say anything critical of any of his star players. Now, he will rip certain people, but when it comes to his headliners, he's mostly rah-rah, happy-go-lucky guy. That's how you're supposed to play it. Well, Jerry popped up on his radio show in Dallas, and uh, let's uh, just say that Jerry was not on Team Danucci As the Cowboy quarterback, he gave a bitter... Honest analysis of the rookie quarterback's debut against the Philadelphia Eagles on his radio show in Dallas. And since Jerry doesn't speak after the games, this is the first time that we had a chance to hear what Jerry said. Yeah, we have the audio. All right, let's play the audio. This is Jerry Jones on his radio show. I forget what station in Dallas there. Uh, It's not the station that we're on. But here is what Jerry Jones had to say about Ben DiNucci, the Cowboys starter in Philly. Well, I think uh, that that it was a lot for him. I think we uh, uh, certainly, as a team, paid the price uh, to uh, have him come in and under those circumstances. It was, uh, frankly, uh, uh, more than he could handle. uh, uh, What
8: you could have expected for somebody to come in under those circumstances.
6: All right. Well, that's uh, we're not dissecting a mosquito wow. here. That is the intrinsic uh, truth from Jerry Jones, the indisputable truth from Jerry. You think he thought of that when he was in the shower? You think when he was in the shower he thought about that? No. We've got to get, we get a page of dumb things Jerry Jones has said which make great drops on radio shows. The dissecting a mosquito is at the very top. So I did a monologue yesterday about... Sucker size. Oh, what did I say? You said dissect. Oh, well, okay. You're right, circumcise. See, I screwed it up anyway. Bad job by me. I was close, though. Dissect, circumcise, you know, it's still cutting, kind of, you know.
4: No? Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
0: Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long.
2: Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy, and anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free.
7: As you mentioned, Ben, uh, intrigue involving the Dallas Cowboys. Now, Andy Dalton didn't play last week because of a concussion. He will not play this week against the Steelers because. He tested positive for COVID nineteen, and the Cowboys are apparently considering not playing Ben DiNucci for a second straight week. As you as you heard, he uh, Jerry Joe's not enamored with his performance against the Eagles. So, who will they start? Well, it's either going to be Cooper Rush or Garrett Gilbert. <laughs>
6: <laughs> they should start yeah. Gilbert Gottfried is what they should start. Is he still around? I I, yeah, I think he happened. is still around. Yeah. Okay, get Gilbert Gottfried. That in would there. I would I would actually enjoy seeing that. It's another outdated reference
7: Eddie. Guy yeah. job by me. Yeah, very distinct and uh Interesting that speaking voice. Remember, us. he used it was, to host. Was, uh, it was, not real. Was, it,
6: was it on TBS that he did the movies, the late night movies? Remember, I'm he dying to MC do an them? impression, but it just probably won't be very. No, but remember, right, he yeah. wasn't he like the. Em- We're old, so we can do old guy radio, like Gilbert Godfrey years ago hosted. It was like after Atlanta Braves games. They would I, I don't have,
7: recall that. I, 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 I can't, Am I making uh, it up? I cannot I sur-
6: confirm. Or maybe deny. I'm making it up, but I vaguely remember when I was much younger watching a bad Atlanta Braves team on the superstation, and then they, uh Skip Carey would do. Some joke about the crap movie that would be after the game. I do remember that, yes,
7: but I didn't remember. But maybe it's not. Maybe it was
6: on. Maybe it was on the USA Network. But I I remember him doing like the ins and outs of cheeseball movies. Hmm, could be. Somebody verify that, or did
7: you ever hear him speak in a normal voice?
6: No. Yeah, he he
7: has a. I mean, clearly he doesn't speak like that all the time. He can't speak like that. No, but it it is interesting. Uh, He left a voice. I think it was a Howard Stern thing. He left a voicemail. To like confirm he was you know being booked on like Thursday's show yeah and it was just a you know kind of a very very
6: normal voice and oh.
7: not at all like he screams and rah, I can't even do the impression of it but well
6: yeah. that's good because he you know he goes out to have a nice meal if somebody doesn't recognize him he can be like hey just talk in my normal voice you know I'm not that guy yeah yeah this is a radio voice city I don't sound like this normally oh, okay me either yeah. okay good just go with that. Yeah.
7: Oh, I was going to mention. Uh, yes, I, I'm glad to see that Koopaloop is here uh, in good spirits despite the devastating news. What happened? Did you see that his number one hero and man crush, John Elway? Oh yes, yes. He's got the COVID. Thoughts and prayers to number seven.
6: I think eventually everyone's going to get the COVID, but it uh, you know fortunately uh, things are getting better on that front. People are getting it, but they're not getting as uh, badly ill as they used to. So hopefully that continues. But it's not uh, even yeah. in my top five, Eddie.
7: <laughs> really? What? John Elway is not in your top five?
6: Because he was a TD. By the time what? Cooper remembers the Broncos, Elway was old. He was washed up, Elway. He's got he wasn't an Elway, good Elway jersey he wears, though. Well, that's just because he wants to be cool.
3: Uh, maybe top five, but you said number one. That, that's Kobe always.
6: Oh. Always and forever. Mike Trout, number two?
3: No. Um, no.
6: He's got no rings. Jim Carrey? Well,
3: and, and he's, he's got a wedding me, ring. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. But um, no, Terrell, uh, Terrell Davis was always my favorite player when TD. I was a kid. It
6: makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. What about Carl Malone? You know, like you were, didn't you do a TV show with Carl <laughs> Malone or something? You told me about years <laughs> ago.
3: Yeah. 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 Ben Play, was played one on one. He he blocked me.
6: <laughs> what he, also, he, he also blocked me. I was doing a radio <laughs> show. I lost the radio show because they brought Carl Malone in to host a radio show and the mailman. He's not realizing get that, get that weak stuff out of here, Ben. Yeah, not realizing Carl uh you know the uh, doing a 2-hour radio show or an hour radio show not uh, his strong suit. No. Not his strong suit. Way yes. too much hard work for him. Yeah. Jimmy Kimmel had a that was one of the things that raised up Jimmy Kimmel's profile when he's on K-Rock to get into the TV yeah. game. He did a Carl imperson- Malone impersonation. Yeah, yeah. every good. day he yeah. did a Carl Malone impersonation. Just ripped off what he said on the radio and goofed on him. All right, it is the Ben Maller show as we press on. So I did a monologue yesterday about Michael Thomas based on some internet reports, and Schefter had some stuff. But there's something going on here, and he's the greatest receiver in football, Michael Thomas. He hasn't played in forever. They say he's hurt. He got into a fight in practice. What the heck's going on? Our insider. He is related to this man, and we know this because this goes way back. Many, many years we've talked to our friend Holiday, our NFL insider. Who needs Adam Schefter? We go right to our insider holiday for the inside skinny. What's going on,
8: Holiday? What's going on, Ben, man? First Fill off, me in. Happy Fill me in.
6: Yes, happy. It's, it's nah. not quite over. It's election week. It's election week this year. <laughs>
8: All right, man. Well, with this situation, man, what you have first and foremost is Mikey's been in the spotlight since he was about a junior in college with them in Ohio State, and all the way up until about three months ago, no reporter, nobody had anything negative to say about him, and then all of a sudden, he hurt his ankle. Number 22, Oh, I wanted to tell you, Ben, my favorite player is Wim from the Chicago Bears. He has became my favorite player in the NFL next to Mikey. Because he actually exonerated Mikey because 22, Gardner Johnson, is who Mikey beat up in practice that day. And that's the same dude that did that pointing in the finger to the receiver, Anthony Miller, on Sunday night football. And then Wims came up and cleaned his clock for trying to take a uh, receiver's eye out. Mikey's ankle was hurt. He was trying hard to get back on the field. And Johnson made a real aggressive play. In practice, and Mikey got a hundred and million reasons why he wants to protect his health, so he nodded the boy up. Yeah. Him and uh, him and uh, Sean Payton, when he, you know, just like anybody in a fight, it's like you know everybody trying to tell you to calm down. But when I'm in the heat of the moment, get out of my face, everybody. Yeah. So basically, once that happened, we turn, uh Sean Payton. You know, turned around and you know the Saints they tried to kind of use some leverage with Mikey saying, like, oh, we're not going to suspend you. We're just going to, you know, because if they would have suspended him, it would have cost him $28 million because he has language in his contract where any suspension automatically forfeits $28 million.
6: So, so, so he's, they, but they kind of told him not to play, right? Is that kind of like, he's not really well, suspended. That, yeah, the, fir- but, yeah, the, yeah. the first
8: week, the first week was, yeah. the first week truly was, he could have played, but they said, sit down. And I, you know, they told him, yeah. sit down, don't play this week. But then that cur- that subsequent week, he hurt his hamstring. He really did hurt his hamstring in practice. Uh-huh. So now he's nursing a hamstring and an ankle injury and, you know, Because he beat up Gardner Johnson, everybody started painting him out to be like this bad dude. And, of course, it offended Mikey. Like, come on, man. I've been a model citizen. I haven't gave you guys anything to comment about negatively. Now, all of a sudden, you guys are reporting that I went off on a trainer because he taped my ankle wrong. Like, first of all, his job, my job is to play football. His job is to tape ankles. If he do it wrong, I'm going to tell him do it right. Yeah. What so so what, what, what about
6: all the uh, the trade rumors? Is he's popped up in here? Obviously, none of them happened, that, but it's all over the place.
8: That was the little. That was actually initiated by the agent. His agent went out there, and that was kind of like a leverage thing. Like, okay, you know, while y'all sitting up here talking to him, don't we don't have to stay here? So let's ah, you know we can start okay. shopping him. You know, if y'all don't ah. change your tone. The way you're talking about him, because you're trying to point him out to be a bad guy, all of a sudden, yeah, you know, now it's like, okay, well, if that's what you, that's the game y'all want to play, we can get out of here.
6: We we can play that and, game too. We can play. Yeah, that we game can play th- that th- game yeah, too. So then, you. once right. the agent
8: came with that, that's when Sean Payton was like, oh no, 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 there's no trade talk. They first the Saints was you know acting like, oh yeah, we might trade him, and <laughs> once the agent was like, okay, let's do this, then yeah. they was like, okay, no, no, no. So he'll be back out there this week. You'll all see right. Him well, I want to see him. He's He'll a great player.
6: Back. We we we're we're supporting him. We hope he uh, gets back and and play. Well, thanks, Holiday. I appreciate that. Thank
8: What's you. No problem, Ben. Uh, all
6: right, buddy. Our insider. Who, we that's who needs this guy's related to. To Michael Thomas. You think Schefter's getting that kind of inside information? Well, he might, but we got it right there.
8: (laughs) All right, come on, please.
6: I mean, uh, that's cool. All right, so he gave you the the Michael Thomas side. He said uh, Holiday, uh, that's his cousin. He said that uh, Holiday uh, pointing out that the agent planted the rumor that Michael Thomas could be traded. All right, here's the Who Am I game. Uh, I was the first NFL player to throw for 400 yards in three consecutive games. I also was the first player to lead a comeback down 17 or more and win by 18 or more. Who am I? Again, I was the first NFL player that threw for 400 yards in three straight games, throwing more yards. Also, the first to lead a comeback down 17 or more to win by 18 or more. Who am I? M I the answer next. Micro Orgasm. Fox
4: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxsportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
7: It's Mallor 2020, and you can be heard in the democracy of the Ben Mallor Show. We encourage and welcome the voice of the people. That would be you, following the voice of this show on Twitter. He's at Ben Mallor. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, your humble sidekick, the voice of reason. I'm at Eddie on Fox. He was an old-school newspaper reporter, and he had talk like this. <laughs>
6: wow.
7: <laughs> and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller.
6: We'll pay off the Who Am I game all materially. David in Pennsylvania writes in, says, The Hey Mona, the best drop ever from a talent show. And I would like to apologize to Ruth. I confused Ruth with Kathleen. Bad job by me. Uh-oh. So I, I emailed Ruth, and and she's uh, she stays up late listening. I was like, hey, you got to send another hey Mona. she's like, it wasn't me. And then I was like, oh, yeah, crap. <laughs> it, it wasn't. I was like, I thought it was her, but it Racist. wasn't. It was it was Kathleen. Bad job by me. I got to keep everyone <laughs> in, in order there. So. You're like you're like I I know I I just think you should do one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like I mean she's like maybe my mind's messed up cuz of the election but I don't think it was me and I'm like no, no. <laughs> Yeah that was embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you win some you lose some. Anyway, here's the who am I game. I was the first NFL player to throw for 400 yards in 3 straight games. I also was the first player to lead a comeback down 17 or more to win by 18 or more. In NFL history, who am I? That's the answer. What's the answer? Uh, let's go to Chip in the Q's. Vic Beasley, that's his answer. Uh, Tim Couch from Oscar. Tiny Tim. guessed by Milkman Mike in Colorado. The Raider Freak is going with Mr. Jim Kelly. Uh, the Burner account says Mikey's Taped Ankles Trainer. Is the answer. Matt Flynn, guest by Jeff. Steve Young from James. Jason in Denver is going with Gardner Minshew is his answer. Arik says it's got to be David Klingler. Eli the Punk Manning, tossed out by Alf the alien opiner. Miguel on fire is going with Warren Moon. Travis says former Fox Sports Radio, friend of Fox Sports Radio, Artrell Hawkins is the answer. Just Josh got this one right. Clearly... Cheating, Mason the checking in. He says Dennis Eckersley, the Eck, is the answer. Steve Deberg from Rob in Minnesota. Do you have an answer, Eddie?
7: Uh, yes, Ben. It's former Detroit Lions quarterback Bob Galliano.
6: Bob, great Bob Galliano. Uh, no, the correct answer. Fitz Magic Ryan Fitzpatrick, who was not traded by the Miami Dolphins. All these quarterbacks putting up gaudy stat lines and Ryan Fitzpatrick, the first one to throw for 400 yards, three straight games, and led a team down 17 to win by more than 18. Let's go to the phones and we will say hello to Blind Seabass, who is now... Oh, we have a golden ticket? All right, well, let's go to, I'm sorry, Blind Seabass, you got to hold on longer because Joe in Minnesota is cashing a golden ticket, and that bumps you to the top of the line. That's why these are so valuable. Hello, Joe in Minnesota.
9: Hey, man, how it going?
4: So I got two things for you. One, being in Minnesota, I have to hear about the Vikings, and I, as you know, I like to punk out Kirk Cousins and things like that at Raising Cane's. And uh, there's a lot of talk that the Packers, lost this game to the Vikings on purpose because they didn't want Trevor Lawrence to be in the division. What do you think about
6: that? No, that's ridiculous. But have you seen any other Vikings at the Raising Canes, though? That's what I want to know. I have not. You have not. And again, for those that missed the story, it's one of the great stories. Uh, Kirk Cousins was getting some chicken fingers. He was going through the drive-thru, and you busted his balls. At least you claimed you did. You Did you make that up? Are you going to now admit you made that up, or was that a real story? One hundred percent, the honest to God truth, sir. All right, Joe in Minnesota, revealing.
4: I, I will. I will put my kids' lives on that. That I honestly did that.
6: All right. All right. Listen, I love it. I, that's a great story, Joe. It's a wonderful story. I wonder if they'll ever go back to get chicken fingers there. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Thank you, Joe. I had raisin canes. It's the good. Other day. It's wonderful. It's great. I love it.
5: weekends are a breeze with american express platinum card 8 a.m wait to board plane in the centurion lounge (sighs) much better 2 p.m grab seats for the game 6 p.m book an exclusive reservation with resi global dining access right this way because the american express platinum card offers access to the centurion lounge must see live events and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants that's the powerful backing of american express see how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom slash with amex terms apply
3: Let's go places.